Hello, and welcome to another episode of the How to Scale a Business podcast. My name is Hector Santhi Esteban, and I am your host for today. And our guest today is John Michael Lander, and he is the founder of An Athlete Silence. He's also a certified trainer and life coach. And we're going to talk about perhaps the things that push us into entrepreneurship, especially today. It has become perhaps trendy or popular, but I think it's for a good reason that people are seeing that they have opportunities that otherwise would not have been there. So John Michael, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Thank you, Hector, for inviting me. I'm excited. I was doing some research, and what's exciting is that you've had some really, I guess the initial word that comes to mind is success as a young athlete that led you on the path that you're on today. would love for you to catch us up on the journey of the athlete silence and how you got to doing what you're doing, and a little bit of how you're helping an individuals, whoever your clients are, how you're helping them today. Sure, definitely. I'm a former Olympic diving contender and a sex abuse survivor. As a 14-year-old bound Olympic athlete, the adults that were entrusted with my training groomed me and trafficked me, causing my life to be full of shame and guilt, while I still went on to win gold medals at the Norway and Danish Cups. And one of my abusers happened to be the doctor at Ohio State University and dealing with all that kind of issues there. And the courts and everything has been very long and drawn out. So I found myself trying to figure out where I wanted to go after all my diving career. And I did do acting out in Los Angeles and New York and Boston. And I was pretty successful on a couple of soap operas did a couple feature films and a lot of off-Broadway and Broadway projects, which were great, which was just one of those things that I could pretend to be someone at a certain time for a period. And then I could jump to another project and start all over and start hoping that no one would ever find out who I was because I was keeping the whole history behind me. That just kept constantly catching up with me and getting closer. And I'd freak out basically because I was so afraid that if anyone found out what happened to me as a competitor, it would ruin everything in my life. And it got to the point that my parents got sick. I went back to Ohio to take care of them. And one thing led to another. I started teaching and teaching was great for seven years at the School of the Arts. And I had a young man come into my room and tell me that he was having some issues. And when he explained, all the red flags went off. And I reported it. And the principals told me that there was nothing that they could do for it because the parents knew about it. It was like this kid screaming for help. So that's what the whole thing started to fall apart for me. I thought that I was losing my mind. And then I started to realize that all my jobs, I went from the teaching, I went into the corporate world and the corporate world was not healthy for me because I had not dealt with my issues before. I started to dabble and try to figure out what to do. And then I broke my silence about five years ago and I did a TED talk and I wrote two books and that was what started to free me. And that's what guided me into where I'm going today. So then I started um, Athlete Silence website in that project, got picked up and started speaking all over the world, but I was still not in a mental health place until I met up with the Self-Talk Institute and the way that they changed the way I thought about things and perceive things changed how I started seeing things. And that's when my entrepreneur work started to do better and started moving forward. I started speaking at the Army of Survivors, the National Coalition to End Sexual Exploitations. I was on the panel for the athletes' rights during the Olympics, their Bill of Rights, and helped protect athletes during the Games. I did a whole thing about hashtag We Ride Together, which was taking all athletes who have had experience like this and started to share. I've been invited to Capitol and spoke on the Hill. And just these things start compiling. And so I started to realize that I had a business being myself. And that's what I started doing. And that's when the business started taking off after I started looking at this self-talk institute who changed the way I thought. And then they started showing me how my business could grow by the way I think. 
And so I got so passionate about that, that I became a certified trainer and a coach with them so that I could help other people who want to go into entrepreneurial endeavors and be successful instead of hitting the wall constantly and having to fight with the ups and downs of that business. Yeah. And a theme that's emerging on a lot of these conversations is that in business, it seems like the bottlenecks or the challenges or whatever is holding us back is external and is outside of us. But oftentimes it's these internal, let's call them unlockings that happen that actually allow for us to change these external circumstances. Is that kind of what happened with you? And can you take us through what that process was of being able to, I don't know, what, you know, evolve really? I want to first start out and say that every one of us, every human has been groomed from the time we were born. So when we go home after being born, we are groomed by our parents, by the people around us, everyone giving us information, the TV playing on in the background while we're sleeping. We're absorbing this information. So we're taking all this stuff in and we start to realize that where we are, our society, our parents and everything have certain ideas. So we started accepting those as truths even though they may not be true. So that's why it's interesting that if we think about that, it doesn't have to take someone who has gone through a traumatic experience to have problems with entrepreneurial work because of their mindset, just where they're at. And what I found really successful was that going to the Self-Talk Institute, they took me from where I was right now. We didn't have to go back like therapist or anything like that and delve into what caused all this. All we did is, okay, what are you thinking? Well, I'm not good enough for this. Hey, I don't feel self-worth. I don't feel these things. And then I can start changing that because we just constantly create new neurons in our brains. The neuroplasticity science has shown that our brains continue to grow all the way until we die. And this is a brand new thing that they come up with. So our mind is constantly evolving and changing. And what we put in it, we're going to believe, even if it's not right or wrong. The brain doesn't know what's right or wrong. It just takes whatever you tell us. So I'm sure you've seen that situation where you wanted to buy a car and you wanted that red car. And all of a sudden you saw that red car everywhere because your brain starts looking for it, for those things. The same thing happens if you say, I can't remember anyone's names and you go to meetings and you're supposed to remember these names and you shake the person's hand, you know their face, we can't remember their name. You've already told yourself you can't do it. So our brain is just going to constantly provide you with what you're in, putting into it. So that's basically it. And so the Institute helped me is to start to realize that I can get rid of these old negative thoughts by replacing new thoughts. Yeah, it's interesting and also obvious. Like, why wouldn't all of these messages impact us? I always, and it's not, I laugh because I don't know what else to do, but my dad loves watching the five, six o'clock news every night. And I go, what? I have to leave the room. Like I can I literally cannot be in here and I do not want to absorb that because you start to pay attention to these things and also not how it affects you in that moment, which is one thing, but also how it tends to affect you afterwards and how that starts to permeate everything. Everything. It affects your health. It really does. The way we think, right. the way we absorb things and what we hear. And sometimes if it's even playing in the background and you're not even watching it, your dad could be watching the news and you're in the side just reading a book or something, you're hearing it and it affects you. And it does. And what happens is we start to create these little files in our brain. It's like a big filing room and all everything that we connect with it will find that file and make it larger. The more you tell it or the more you absorb this, the more the neuro pathways start working and get stronger. And the strongest pathway always wins. 
So what we have to do is change those. But if we don't use a certain pathway, it can go away. So if we change our thoughts and start looking at it in a different way, those old thoughts and old programs can fade away. And that's what happens with the Self-Talk Institute. And that's what propelled me moving forward and changing my whole business and my whole career. Yeah. Another theme that's come up a lot is this idea of blind spots. And I think that it's really because the value of so many of our guests are highlighted by them being able to see around corners or see things that their clients or the listeners might see. And so my question is, are there things that you see holding people back often that those people don't even realize are holding them back? Or are there like almost these invisible ceilings that people are pushing up against? Do some tend to come up more than others or are there some tend to stick out with you? I'm fascinated by this idea of helping people see the things that they can't see. I'm working with a young lady right now and coaching with her. And her first thought was that she wanted to work remotely from home. That was her goal. That's what she wanted to do. And yet her belief was the remote jobs are higher competition and I'm not good enough to go and get that. Right there, she limited herself to ever find one. And so since we started working, we started doing these active goal settings and it's just a process really. It's just planning it out, writing it down, putting the steps down. What are the obstacles? How do we change that obstacle? And already she's had an interview last week for a new position. And she called me up and said, oh my God, it went so well, I'm so excited. But we had to take that idea that she was not qualified or the fact that the remote jobs are too competitive, everyone wants them, that she wasn't able to present herself properly and change that around so that she can go, oh my God, I am just as good, as qualified as anyone else. So then it brings in this whole new idea of her and within herself. Because I think the blind spots that we have, we think they're external. And I think what really is cool is when we start to look at it and say the blind spots are actually coming from within us. It was an example for her that she saw that and she was able to change it. And we've only been working for a month right now. And she was able to take that and turn it around. And now she's got this job, this dream job she wants. She's down to the final three. We will find out hopefully by next week if she has it. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed for her. But now she knows that she's competitive, that she herself is no different than anyone else. And it takes that competitive aspect out of it. So she's looking for what job she wants, which changes a lot. It changes the game. I think what you highlighted as well is that so many times, and I think in entrepreneurship, but just in life, we have these conflicting beliefs, or maybe they're not conflicting beliefs. They're beliefs that conflict with our goals and our ideals. And if they stay in the dark and we don't even realize that those beliefs are there, then I think that's how they can be really insidious and start to control us without us even knowing. I love this idea of the self-talk, self-talk institute, this whole concept. When we get back from break, John Michael, I want you to talk about some steps or some how-tos or a blueprint or a game plan or a recipe for somebody who goes, this is you're, yeah, you're right. I need some help in this area. I'd love for you to uh, give them some things that they might get started with or some things, a direction to point them to, if you will. So we're going to get into that right after we get back from break. Hey, y'all. Today's episode is brought to you by Amplify Media, and we are a band of genius makers. We are a podcast and content production company. And if you have a mission, a message, a passion, a purpose, something that you want to get out to the world but don't have the time, the tech skills, or the team to be able to do it, we can help. Go to amplifymedia.com. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y media.com. You can also check the show notes for the link. And with that, let's get back to today's interview. Okay, John Michael. So before we went to break, we talked about like some how-tos and I always like to leave this last section 
So with something that people can take and go and run with, or at least get start walking with. When it comes to kind of this idea of self-talk or reprogramming your beliefs or just how, where does someone start or how does someone approach something like this? The first thing I would share um, would be to go to the Self-Talk Plus app and download the app because it's free for 30 days and you can listen to different tracks of what you're focusing on. There's tracks for business people, there's tracks for losing weight, there's tracks for all these different avenues of entrepreneurship and you can listen to them for 30 days and I think I gave you that app and if we can share that, if not, I'll be happy to share that with you. That would be the first thing I would tell you to do to see if this is something you're interested in and you just go on, you click it on, you you set it up, you take it on your phone, you play it and you play it in the background. You know, as a child when we're watching, you, you were asleep and the TV was on. And it's also learning a second language. As long as it's playing in the background, your brain is picking it up. And you just listen to it in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, 15 minutes of the time. That's the simplest thing that I would say to do. And then if you're really interested in moving forward, contact me and we can get you in a coaching session. I will give everyone who's listening a free session and to see if it's something that they want to go on with. And the final thing I like to do is talk about is setting active goals. And that's one of the things that's really simple. And we coach on that all the time. And a lot of people set goals like New Year's resolutions, but they don't write them down. They think, oh, I'll just remember it in my head. But there's something about our brains when we actually write down the goal that we want and put it in detail and you date the date that you want to achieve it. The date can always change because life happens. But if you put that date down and make sure you put the date down and say October 12th, 2023, and just don't say Christmas because the brain doesn't know what Christmas you're talking about. And it could be five years from now. But if you put the date down, it sets you up to start doing the processes. And then the other thing I like to do within that is to write out all the obstacles that you have for that goal. It could be like, oh my God, I don't have enough education. And then after that, go down and write an active step that help you get to that, edu- what you can do for that. So I can enroll in night school. Okay. What date are you going to put down for the enrollment in night school? Make sure that date is before the date that you want to achieve the goal because then the active step won't happen. And the thing is to just constantly look at this in the morning and at night and you constantly are creating in your brain what you want and it starts working. And with coaching is always that's the third and final thing where we will start working with you and changing the way you talk. Other things you can do is just listen to yourself and listen to other people talking and write down and take notes. Oh my God, I said I'm stupid today. Why did I say I'm stupid? We were talking earlier and you asked me, my name's John or Michael, which way do you want to go by? And I said, please, John Michael. And I had this thing with the name John as if it's the bathroom because I grew up as everyone says, I got to use the John. And I'm saying, I'm not the John. So those are things that we associated. And so if I could change it, then I can feel better with who I am and how I want to be with it and talk about it. So it's all about active goal setting and taking active steps. If you don't do that, it will dissipate and it'll get lost in your mind. And you will be stuck in a status where you can't move forward or backward. And you still keep repeating the old programs because they're our safety net. That's what we know. I can feel good just staying right where I'm at. That's where procrastination comes in. That's all these things come in because we know that and we know how to act. And it's all about also another thing that you reminded me about are the way we identify ourselves. If I think of myself as a procrastinator, I will be a procrastinator. If I think that I'm not good enough, I will not be good enough. So you've got to address this and start listening to how you talk. So that was a lot, a lot of steps there, but I think they're all possible. Yeah, I think it's, you answered the question that I was going to ask, which is for the people who are skeptical, I think that what you're saying is that it's being proactive in it, right? It's not waiting for the moment 
for it to come. It's programming this in advance of these challenging moments or in advance of these, whether it be sales calls or anything. So that way, when that moment comes that you have a new set of programming and that you're not even just left to whatever you were given in school or by our parents or whatever it is. It's giving you the power of choice. That's what you're saying. You get to say that choice is this is what I want to do and this is what I'm going to do. And by writing it down, it just helps you click into that choice activity. And we all have choices. And I really believe that we were all born to be successful. We weren't born to be losers. However, our circumstances around us cover up that dream of what we want and everything because of what's going on around and how we react to it and how we interpret it, how we download everything that's going around. I realize that I deal a lot with a lot of sexual abuse people, like sexual abuse athletes, and working with them through this avenue, through the Self-Talk Institute, I'm helping them realize that they don't have to be a victim anymore, that they can make a choice and change their lives. And that's the first time I've seen people start to move because victimhood becomes a habit. It becomes Mm. something that I recognize with, this is what everyone thinks I am, so this is how I have to be, and this is what I'm going to be. So when we start labeling ourselves these things, that's what we try to fulfill. If I'm only going to be, I'm trying to think somebody, the lower level in a corporate business, and this is all I can be, then that's what you'll do. That's what you'll believe. But if you believe you're a leader, you will start finding yourself moving forward and moving up and taking challenges and finding solutions. And that's the whole thing about the Institute it talks about is being able to make the choice to find the solutions to get you to where you need to go. Yeah, such good stuff. One thing that I've been playing around with is this, is the idea of changing beliefs, right? Of switching our beliefs and realizing in business, but more so personally, at least recently, I'm realizing that there are a lot of beliefs in my relationships and marriage and such that that weren't serving me. And so I've been trying to wrestle with how do I change those deeply ingrained beliefs. And one thing that's helped, and I'm curious to just get your opinion, your thoughts on it, is the idea of what if, and then the thing that used to trigger me or the thing that used to create insecurity or whatever that is, what if that all of a sudden was a good thing? What if? And putting those two words at the beginning have been really powerful in opening up kind of new, frankly, like new pathways and new possibilities, new choices is what you're talking about. And I'm curious if that resonates with you at all. Oh, definitely. I think you have to be careful with the what if game of how you phrase the sentence, the complete sentence. If you are worried about something happening that came from the past, or you're going to afraid that's going to happen in the future again, then you start dealing with anxiety and just fear. And fear is from the past. So you get locked in that. You're afraid something's going to happen again. Anxiety is, oh, it's going to happen in the future. So you're not present. So the whole point is to try to find yourself to be here in this moment right now. Because if you're really here and present, you can never be anxious or fearful because it doesn't exist. And that's the thing that is really difficult to do, especially with clients. But to get that what if and change it instead of what if this fails, just changing to what if this succeeds? Because mm. what if it fails sets me back up, I'm going to fail. Because if Brian hears the word fail, it'll go through all the files. How did I fail this time? And it will just reinforce that. But if you say, what if I succeed? It will start finding all the times you were successful. I look at you and we're talking and I sit there and I think, oh my God, you got a podcast. What were the steps that you took to get the podcast off the ground? Because one time it started as an idea and then you started to think, okay, I need to do steps. And you took those steps and now here you are on the successful podcast. So I think that's what we need to think about. 
Yeah. This is such a valuable conversation, John Michael. If people wanted to go deeper into your world and get more connected with you, where's the best place to go? They definitely can email me, John Lander. No, wait, what is it? John Lander at gmail.com. It's pretty easy. And if they want to go to the Athlete Silence webpage, they can also contact me through that. They could, but those are the two best places to reach me. Very cool. And we'll link those up in the show notes as well. And my last question for you, John Michael, is in your opinion, what's the secret or the key to scaling or growing a business? I think the best way to scale and grow your business is to find your truth, who you are, your passion. Because sometimes we think we want to do something and it's not really what we want, but it's what we think people want us to do. So then that's not going to work. But it's got to come out of your passion and your truth and to find all the negative things and move it out of the way and to treat people with transparency, integrity, and honesty. And if you work from those places, then you will find the right team that will come with you because they'll want to work with you. Such great stuff. I want to encourage you guys to go and get connected with John Michael. If you guys enjoyed today's show, we would love a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you know someone who is growing a business or thinking about starting one, please send them this episode. And then go out and implement something that John Michael mentioned. And I would love for you to send him a follow-up email or connect with him on LinkedIn and let him know how it goes. We want to hear about your successes. But thanks as always for being part of the tribe. We'll see you on the next one. Later, y'all.